Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, sermon videos, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, in part three of his special message called Faith That Works. Charles Spurgeon says this, God gets his best soldiers out of the highlands of affliction. There is such a power in ministering to people. This is something else I want you to think about tonight. There is such a power in ministering to someone, not just out of an idea or a theory of how something goes, but out of an experience. And I think that so often, I can speak to this from my own experiences in life, that I have gone through things where I wondered, why would I go through that thing? God, if you're sovereign, if you're faithful, why, why did I go through that thing? And then years down the road, I see God's sovereign hand bring it full circle. And something that I went through years before in my past has now become an opportunity to, to do ministry, to be a Christian, to be what God has called me to be, to carry out his ministry and to give people hope. And there's a beauty when someone can sit with someone and say, man, I've been where you are right now. And sometimes I wonder if when we're in the midst of trials, and I'm asking myself this tonight, please know that everything I'm saying tonight, I have to challenge myself on every day. But when I'm going through something that I don't understand, when I'm going through something that seems so much bigger than me, and I'm asking questions like David in the Psalms, God, where are you? Where are you in this situation? Can I have a perspective that says, I know that God is working this together to further His kingdom? And he has my best interest in mind for the sake of furthering and bettering the, God, uh, the, the kingdom and spreading, we cannot better the gospel by any means, but, but spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Verse 5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea. It's driven and tossed by the wind, and for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord because he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. So what is James saying here? This might be a bit of an unsettling verse at first glance when we read this. Well, gosh, so if I have any doubt in my mind when I pray, God doesn't hear my prayers? Well, I don't think that's what James is really saying here. I think what James is saying is that when we seek God, we trust in his sovereignty. We trust in his faithfulness and who he's proven himself to be. And really the idea here is that we would give God our whole heart. Here's where I think blessings can be withheld. When we are living in habitual sin and we're unrepentant and then we ask God for his blessing. For example, I will speak to you younger people and maybe people of all ages tonight. I will be straightforward with you. You cannot ask God to bless your relationship if you are not married and you are having sex or you're living together. Why? Well, because God has made it clear that he has an order for things and you're living in outright disobedience and you're, you're disobeying God. It would be as if, think of your relationship with your earthly father for a moment. He gives you clear rules, asks you to just follow these things, and he'll bless you. And then... 
you disobey those things and you deliberately defy the things that he set in place and then want to continue to receive his blessings. Well, that doesn't really make sense because you're deliberately disobeying him. And so in the same way, there's this idea that when you come to the Lord and you ask him for things, ask him with your whole heart. May your life be surrendered to him. Now, there are things that I have to surrender to God every single day, things that I struggle with, things that I have that are broken inside of me. And I wrestle with this very thing all the time of giving God my whole heart, trusting him completely. You know, we love to give God our Sunday morning life or maybe our Wednesday night life. But I wonder how much of our time goes to the Lord outside of these short hours that we spend together as a church. Is he actually a priority in our life on a day-to-day basis? The Lord asks for our whole heart. It says in Deuteronomy 6.5, You shall love the Lord your God, and you know this verse, with all your heart and with all your soul. Jesus echoes this concept throughout the New Testament Gospels. That we are called to let go, to give God control, to trust Him. And people almost love to panic. We've seen that in the last couple of weeks. There's almost something about panicking that people are drawn to. It's just within us. It's in our flesh to panic, to try to accomplish things on our own, to try to make our own way. But God is calling us as Christians tonight and saying, no, trust me. Let me make the path for you. Let me mark the way. Stop trying to shape yourself. Can you imagine a piece of clay on the pottery wheel trying to mold itself? It wouldn't get very far. And oftentimes I think that that's kind of how God sees us. We're we're this clay that he has this intended purpose for. He has this, this perfect plan for our life. And we fight him over and over again. Tooth and nail we fight God on what he wants for us. And sometimes I wonder why we're so stubborn. And how many times do I have to fall on my face before I realize that I need the Lord to be my guide? We sing a song, Lord, I need you. Oh, how I need you. Every hour, I need you. Every minute should be the lyrics. I need God every minute, every second. And so again, I ask you tonight, church, does your faith work? Does your faith work? In the midst of adversity, Are you able to stay steadfast? One thing that you can have confidence in tonight, church, is that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You may have relationships in your life tonight for some of you where you've you've fallen too many times and you've fallen from grace with certain people in your life. Maybe it's a, a parent or a sibling where you've made the same mistake so many times that they've finally said, I can't help you anymore. But there is a Father in heaven tonight that says, no matter how many times you fall short, no matter how many mistakes you've made, I will never leave you or forsake you. If you would come to me in humility and say, God, I've, I've fallen again, and I cannot make this better. I need you. The scripture promises us and ultimately the Lord promises us that he is faithful. But our faith, as I said earlier, is only as good as the thing in which it is placed. The Lord will never turn you away if you come to him desiring knowledge, desiring wisdom, desiring strength, 
needing his help in time of need. He will never turn you away. James says in verse 9, But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. And this is a reference that James is using to really refer to those uh, in, in the culture who were of lowly standard. Maybe they, they were poor or they were uh, thought of as lowly, outcast even. And remember, let's remember too that James, as I, I, I may have forgot to mention this earlier, James, in his intro, he says, I'm writing to the 12 tribes who are scattered. This, this letter is, is primarily to those Jewish uh, tribes who are scattered throughout, who are under persecution. And we know that at this time in history, there are Jews everywhere, and it seems like this has not changed throughout history, who are suffering for the sake of being Jewish. And for those who have called on Jesus and are representing the name of Christ, they're suffering in doing so. And James is writing to them, and and so here's what he says in verse 9, with that audience in mind, and now apply it to ourselves tonight, whatever situation we might be in. He says, but brother... But the brother of humble circumstances is to what? To glory or to rejoice in his high position. And the rich man is to glory in his humiliation. Because like flowering grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass and its flowers fall off and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too the rich man is in the midst of his pursuits. He will fade away. If any of you have lived a season of life where you've chased after the things of this world, where you've pursued everything that the world has to offer, you have found, I pray, that it leaves you ultimately more empty than before. And you can try to fill the void in your life with all the things that the world has to offer. It could be, it could be money. It could be pleasure of any kind. It could be possessions. It could be whatever you name that the world has to offer to you tonight. And none of those things will satisfy you. And that's what James is saying here. He says, to those who are in humble circumstances, in low circumstances, rejoice in your high position. Your high position according to the Lord's perspective. But to the rich man, who essentially, I'm paraphrasing, is chasing after the things of the world, has all the riches, has all of the things that the world says, this will satisfy you. James says, essentially, woe to thee. For these things are going to fade away. And tonight, if you are living a life where you are chasing after the things that the world has to offer you, and you're trying to find satisfaction in another person in a relationship, or you're trying to find your identity in a job, or a certain amount of uh, zeros behind a comma according to your yearly salary, or the house that you have, whatever it may be, the thing that you're trying to find value in your identity in tonight, if it is not Jesus Christ, you will be disappointed over and over and over again. And there are people throughout history who can attest to this. Probably people in your own family, if they've come to a right relationship with Jesus, where they've said, I chased it, I tried it, I had everything, and I, it, I, I was completely empty. And that's the, the warning. This, I see this as a warning that James is giving. That these things, like the grass or the flowers, it will fade away. Another way that we've seen it put in Scripture, I believe in the book of James, he says this life is like a vapor. In a moment, it's gone. You'll hear more from Pastor Shane in a moment. 
As you know, the coronavirus pandemic has forced local and state governments to make some regulations to keep people safe. That means Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk in Truth where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. Many churches are having to face the same shutdown to abide by social distancing regulations. If your church isn't able to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com. Click on church. Well, folks, this is Pastor Michael Lance, and here I am <laughs> needing to talk to you about our budget. But, you know, Walk in Truth is a radio ministry. We've stepped out in faith. We get a large amount of support from our own church congregation, and many of you have stepped up recently to come on board as monthly partners. You've reached out to us to get the monthly gift, and you've you've been praying for us and expressing your appreciation, and we're excited about what the Lord is doing. But we're at our fiscal year, which begins April 1st, and we have a large radio budget that we're wanting to expand, but Where we are right now is we're going to have to make some tough decisions about where we're going to continue to broadcast unless we get some more support. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to be praying. I'd like to ask you if you've been considering supporting us to do it now. You can do it at walkintruth.com. And if you'd like to find out details about what our specific needs are, would you call us at 844-48-TRUTH? And we'd love to share with you. Do that during normal business hours, 844-48-TRUTH. I'd like to say this is not my favorite topic, but it is the reality. Radio time does cost, and we do need to be good stewards over what God is entrusting to us. So please reach out to us today, walkintruth.com, 844-48-TRUTH. Be praying, and we appreciate you very much. God bless you. Now, back to Pastor Shane Lance on Walk in Truth. These things, like the grass or the flowers, it will fade away. Another way that we've seen it put in Scripture, I believe in the book of James, he says this life is like a vapor. In a moment, it's gone. I remember years ago, Rick Warren was on a show with Pierce Morgan. And the topic, of course, has... Many evangelical pastors, when they take this stand uh, or when they're interviewed on a show like this, they, they can pretty much expect that some of the hot topic questions will come, right? And Pierce Morgan asked Rick Warren, well, what do you believe about, I believe it was abortion. And, um, you know, Rick, very, very well done, responded and said, you know, I believe that the Bible teaches that it is, it is a sin, it's wrong. And Pierce Morgan, who had an agenda for sure in asking these questions, said to Rick Warren, I'm disappointed in you. I thought you were better than that. And Rick Warren's response really, I don't think it could have been much better. He simply looked back at Pierce Morgan and he said, well, Pierce, I'm sorry to hear that. But what you think of me is far less important than what God thinks of me. And tonight, I think that in many ways, that's the question that I see being posed in this text. Is your faith working tonight? Or have you tried to put it in things that won't satisfy? Concerned about what 
people might say or how it might look to someone? Or have you come to a place tonight where you've said, everything I am, my whole identity, everything I find value in is in Jesus Christ? Yes, we struggle with temptation. I struggle with temptation every day to find satisfaction in things that I know won't satisfy because I still live in a sinful world. I am still broken in many ways. But if I can get to a place where I surrender to Christ and I understand that my identity is found in Him alone, then that is where I'll be satisfied in my relationship with Christ. So many other things fall into place and I can see God's sovereign hand working. As we close tonight, verse 12 says this. And I, I, would, I would pray that you would hold on to this tonight, brother or sister that's watching. Maybe you're going through situations right now that you never imagined you'd find yourself in this spot. Maybe you're dealing with the loss of a loved one or a diagnosis that you would have never thought would happen to you. Some of you are dealing with sickness right now. Physical ailments, physical trials. Would you hold on to this promise tonight? James says in verse 12, Blessed is the man or the woman who perseveres under trial. For once they have been approved or stood the test of time, they will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love Him. This whole life I really believe in so many ways God is just preparing us for what He has in store in eternity. The things that we do on earth when they're not about Jesus are of very little importance. But when I do everything unto the Lord as the Scripture calls us to do, to do everything unto Christ, when I have that perspective, I will be fulfilled and my faith will work. It will stand the test. The world defines a full life in dollar signs, in possessions, in looking a certain way, in being well-liked. The list goes on. But true, full life is found in surrender to Jesus, in being a slave to Christ. And to the world, that sounds odd, that sounds strange. But my challenge to us tonight as a church is that we would find everything we need in Jesus. And that we would proudly wear that name, a slave to Christ. If your faith is not working tonight because it's placed in something other than Jesus, my encouragement to you is to reposition your faith in the God who loves you and who loved you so much that He gave Himself up for you. He took your place at the cross. If you've placed your faith in Anything else, it will be a faith that fails. God blesses those who persevere under trial. And so I pray that we would persevere. I pray that in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of all the things we're seeing the world panic, we're seeing the world worry and freak out, that we would be a light in the darkness. And one last thing I'll say to us tonight as a church is that People are watching you in the midst of this. If you're the guy at the office that everybody knows is a Christian, people are watching you. And I, I, I guarantee you, they're, they're wondering how you're handling this situation. 
And so I pray that we would be a beacon of light for Christ, that we would be an example to those around us where people can find true hope. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. He is our rock. He is the one who will give us the strength to continue to persevere. So I pray that we would do that. Would you pray with me tonight as we close? Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that no matter what we face in this life, God, you are faithful. You care for us. You love us. And I pray that we would remain steadfast, that we would persevere through your power. Lord, I pray for those tonight who are hurting, who are facing all sorts of different testings tonight. For those that feel like they have nothing left, no strength, they're ready to throw in the towel. God, I pray that you would strengthen us. That we would turn to you in our greatest moments, in our highest moments, and in our lowest lows. We would turn to you. Lord, I pray that for the person tonight who does not know you, for the person who's been living in sin, or disobeying the things that you've laid out for us with our best interest in mind, that they would run back to you tonight or maybe run to you for the very first time. Lord, maybe someone will be watching this at a later date. I pray that they would be ministered to through the promises that you have given us in Scripture and that if they don't know you, Jesus, they would quickly give their life to you and find true hope, true fulfillment, true joy even in the midst of suffering. So may we remain steadfast. Lord, give us the strength to do so. In Jesus' mighty and precious and holy name, God, we give you our lives tonight. We surrender as a church tonight, wherever each of us are, in our homes, on the road, whatever it may be, God, I pray that we would surrender to you, Jesus, tonight. And that's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We are glad that through the means of technology, we're still able to have church together. Uh, we pray that you would consider this text and go through it with your family throughout the week. I'm going to just give a direct call to those fathers that are watching that you would make time this week for your family, that you'd be leading your wife and your kids spiritually, and that you would even take this text and read through it again. And if you want to talk through it with your kids, preparing your kids from a young age to understand that the pursuit of Jesus will not always be perfect in the sense that we will struggle, is such a valuable lesson to know. And I know that that's something that was instilled in my brothers and I from a young age, and it's been something that I hold on to dearly. And so I pray that you'll find time with your families tonight. For those of you that are out of work right now or struggling financially, I want you to know that the church is here for you, that we have resources to help if your situation is desperate and you need help. That's why we're here. That's what the church is for. So we pray that we'll support each other, be reaching out to people that you know, be praying for each other. God bless you guys. You're listening to Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, and the conclusion of his special message called Faith That Works on Walk in Truth. Hey, just a reminder that during this strange time we're all going through, Walk in Truth is here for you. So whether it's for prayer or just to help you pass time, if you'd like to listen to the program, watch Pastor Michael's messages, or submit a prayer request, visit our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you're hearing from Pastor Shane Lance, uh, my firstborn, as we, you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and uh, he's teaching from the book of James. And, you know, James says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you 
deal with various trials. And uh, some of you have read that verse over the years and like, consider it what? (laughs) I mean, we're in a trial right now. How could we consider it joy? Well, one of the ways that we can consider it joy is that it's an opportunity. See, trials are opportunities for perseverance and maturing of faith. And this trial, let's be honest, is not something that any of us would ever choose or perhaps even fathom. But here we are. And here we are with an opportunity to trust God and more than that, to ask God, why have you allowed this, Father? What are you saying to your people? You know, we've been hearing about numbers, even on social media with churches, uh, being multiple times what they would normally get. And people who normally wouldn't come into a church are actually tuning into church on social media. That's the opportunity. That's what God is doing. And that's only one thing that we can see. One, you know, one of my first thoughts that that's, it's an opportunity to stretch, but also to stretch some boundaries of people that weren't walking into churches a couple of weeks ago. And now they are father, I think this is our prayer. Father, would you help us to exploit every opportunity right now for the gospel? And rather than us being afraid and making it about us, let's make it about others. Let's be praying for others. Let's make it about your kingdom and your glory. I think that is also a remedy for fear and maturing faith. God bless you. Come back tomorrow for an encouraging message from Pastor Michael called Hope in God. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during this time of hardship.